all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here, giving you the PGA DFS first look for the RBC Heritage getting played over in South Carolina. Harbortown Golf Links. Of course, we've seen a lot. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video and goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. But uh, we start off with our sponsor, DraftKings Rainmakers PGA Tour. It is great stuff. You want to play? With NFTs, do you want to play DFS? It's the combination of the two. It's a perfect merger, I'm telling you. Rainmakers PGA Tour, it was great last week at the first major, except for one depressing thing, and I'm actually going to just show that to you. It's not even a humble break because it's it was a disaster, but we go live here, and uh, let's go to recent. Here we go. Yeah, had a good week. 265, pack of cards, lots of cores, lots of things, but this is where it gets depressing. Could have been an easy W if I just... In my single entry, played John Rahm up in the captain spot. Look at this. Got 31st for $10 with John Rahm here getting $112.50. Would have been north of a 160 points. So that's the difference of uh, a lot of points. <laughs> ah, look at this. First place. Now, don't look at the ownership exposures. This isn't populating correctly. It's correct on the sheet that they have in the premium Discord. You can sign up for that over at DraftKings Rainmakers, too. You want to jump in that. Um, it's a good thing to keep in touch with when you're building out your lineups, to stay updated with news, see if there's any premium offerings they have going there. But, uh, yeah, this is really depressing, seeing, like, day plus five in the uh, in the winning lineup. Minus six is there. And then you go to me, who played Tony Finau, and again, the idea was that John Rahm, and again, I think it was 12.4% maybe in the captain's spot. He was like 26% owned here. But my idea was that I wanted to take somebody with a longer shot who was still kind of inside of that plus 2,500 number, you know, 25 to 130 to one type number. And Finau, I thought, set up nicely. Didn't have a great anything after the first round. I mean, everybody scored well in that first round. Uh, anybody who played well, that is, scored well in that first round. Hovland, Morikawa, Rom, I was very happy with my single entry team, other than if I just eat the chalk and go John Rom up in the captain's spot. Life is a lot easier, and I don't have to lament this fact. But either way, that's the kind of great stuff that can happen over at DraftKings Rainmakers. And again, you can use these cards all season long. You simply go to the homepage there, sign up for your free pack. You can get 
uh, different number of fighters. They have, uh, sorry, fighters. UFC Fight Night is what I was just looking at there. They have a UFC product for Fight Night here this weekend, but you can get different players with this uh, starter pack. You can sign up for that in the link below. So check out DraftKings Rainmakers. Love their product. Have a video every single week talking about them too. So check it out. Let's jump over to the Top Golfers tool because this is what you guys are here to see. A little sneak behind the curtain here at Stochastic. See the best projections. The best optimal percentages, leverage, ownership, everything you could possibly want here. Alex Baker himself curating all of the greatness that we have in the PGA streets here at Stochastics. He's pretty good. Awesome himself. Good stuff. But we start off with the obvious. This is not your average RBC heritage because this field is loaded. You're getting Masters winner John Rahm has not WD to my knowledge. Seems like he's in a good spot. Same thing with Scotty Scheffler here. Elevated event, lots of money up for grabs, trying to premiere or show off some of the best players here. Jordan Spieth, last year's champion, sitting up there at 10-4. Uh, positive leverage, we'll talk about him. Cantlay, the slowest golfer in the history of, uh, yeah, humanity. Put a sundial out there for him while he's putting. 10-3 uh, for him. Colin Morikawa sitting at 10K. And I have a clear-cut featured play that I like here in this range. It's Colin Morikawa. I don't know how. We don't play a ton of him. He's the most positively leveraged player in our tools, in the top golfers tool. And what this does is it allows for you to kind of encapsulate win percentage, top six percentage, everything you could possibly want. And top six percentage is literally 19.2%. Stack this with some of the better players in the field. Only Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Patrick Canley, Tony Fina, Victor Havlin, lots of people that are higher. But look at the ownership. 14.3 or 10.5%, 14.3% chance of being an optimal play. I mean, that's a ridiculous number for somebody that I actually picked to win this golf tournament. Uh, you can check out Lindy's best nine bets over on the Odd Chopper channel too while you're at it. But Colin Morikawa, I just don't see how this isn't like the tailor-made type golf course for him. Huh, tailor-made, see what I did there? But uh, Colin Morikawa, over seven strokes gain approach the last two years visiting here. He's played this tournament three times, has a seventh where he faded on Sunday in the mix there. Love everything about getting to him uh, over here at over here at the 10K range. I think I'm going to be starting my single entry build that we always do at the very end of this show. I'm going to be starting with him. And then Victor Hovland right below him here at 9,800. I get it. Raman Scheffler. You, it's unfatable when you're talking about multiple lineups to not get to exposure of the two of them. I preferred Rom last week. We talked about that. I thought he was going overlooked compared to Rory, compared to Scheffler. And now you have Rory not playing this week. So it's him and Scheffler at the top end. And I think Rom just still the guy that I, I, I think I want to get to the most. Now, this golf course, less of a bomber type deal. It's very tactician based. Everybody wants to throw that out there. For me, I just have my model, which I update. Uh, I, I'm associating more long irons. I'm putting that more in play. I do have a little bit of a bump to course history because even though you don't see Rom and Scheffler here every single year by any means, it's still a golf course that sets up well for them. They do everything across the entire board well. I don't want to extrapolate data uh, that goes away from them, but I will say, course history, I do think there's definitely something to be mined out of it here this week. Uh, the Wyndham is something a lot of people are relating it to. I'm also looking at AT&T Pebble Beach, which might seem like a strange one, different grass types going from, you know, the coastal California Monterey track going to a coastal South Carolina Hilton Head Bermuda track, but there's some small comps just where you have the very small greens, very iron-based. 
But the difficult thing about that is that, once again, the field strength has not been very strong amongst those two, uh, these two events for forever long. I mean, 18 team is going to be elevated next year, so we'll see all the best there again at a venue that deserves it. Now, Hilton Head getting their deserving uh, stud grouping up here up top. Jordan Spieth is kind of an anomaly for me. I'm not necessarily sure what I want to be doing with him uh, sitting at this top end. I think he's going to just fall by the wayside as a result of Rahm and Scheffler. I really like what we saw out of him last week. That's the first time I can ever remember playing Jordan Spieth at the Masters. Getting a fourth, I was very bullish on him. Thought that I was taking crazy pills, but happy that he came to fruition from a DFS perspective. That definitely buoyed my week for sure. But I think Victor Hovland sitting here at 9,800, when you start talking about a golf course that, uh, yeah, it's going to demand iron play. It can be a ball striking extraordinaire with those irons too. Victor Hovland, based on what we saw at the Masters, the putter combination with it, led the uh, led the field through three rounds in terms of strokes game putting. I like Victor Hovland a lot seeing that. Now, if he misses a couple greens here and there, whatever, you just kind of got to get by. But I think in a, a tournament that outside of Friday where it's going to be wet, I still think they're going to be able to score. I think it's going to be 18-20 under uh, for a winning score out here minimum. I think it could go very, very low uh, with the best players in the world. So Victor Hovland, I think he sit, sets up pretty well here, as does Cameron Young. A little bit of negative leverage going his direction here too, but uh, just disregarding short game once again, kind of like I did last week, even though Jordan Spieth made his way in a lot of my builds. Um, let's keep it moving, shall we? Some of the most leveraged plays at the top end. You get Morikawa Spieth. Again, I'm not sure what I want to do with him yet. Don't quote me on it. It is Tuesday afternoon, oh, morning-ish. Um, we're, we're chatting about this right now. You get some 6K guys with negative or with positive leverage, excuse me. That's always what we kind of run into. But interesting to see John Rahm here with positive leverage coming off of a Masters win. We'll see if that maintains going into Wednesday. You can check out Live Before Lock with Ben Raza, Jeff Ulrich. I know they'll be talking about a lot of these pieces, but I like this play a lot. Sepp Straka, 7,200, kind of a boom bust type play. We've seen him play well at the Honda. Not a coastal track by any means, but you get kind of these little not distance is not a demand should i say seb straka seems like that guy that at 7200 i wouldn't be surprised if he just spiked a decent enough week i seem to just be trashing around the green play of late uh not sure why that's the case but fits well with that hovland type build uh not that morikawa is terrible around the greens by any means He's hold his fair at chip shots once upon a time sorry i skipped out of that um but i feel like that goes well with the victor hovlands of the world feel like it pairs well with uh Colin Morikawa feel like it pairs well with Cameron Young as well so uh Tony Finau 9400 also a piece that's a little negatively leveraged at the moment but I'm think I'm gonna have my shares for sure but Sepp Strzok I wanted to give him a special shout out 6.4 percent optimal percentage positive leverage there uh field starting to get there a little bit but I feel pretty good about that one and then my boy Brandon Wu this is kind of a leap of faith here, but we've seen now a top 20 for him at the players. You told me he was going to finish in the top 20, and I could mix him into lineups at 6,900. I would be pretty darn content with it. Uh, you're still going to have to fade some people who are trying to put together six top 15s, I suppose, in that kind of a result. But we've seen him come to fruition at AT&T Pebble Beach. It's kind of the association I was talking about. Seeing him play well in some of the weaker field events, I think he's going to find ways, like he did at the players. Top 20 there. Brandon Wu going to be jumping up for me as well. Steven Yeager actually playing a little bit more ownership. I'll just take 
Yeah, I'll just take Brandon Wu for $100 less. That's fine by me. Keegan Bradley, 7,900. He's going to be in my builds this week as well. Lots of pieces there, but let's talk negative leverage because I, I was just bullish on a lot of these players. Sung J M, well-rounded player. Shane Lowry, that's the one that kind of irks me that everybody's getting there because I think 8,300, he's there. But I, I'm not worried about Sung J M. but it, it was a week last week where everybody played him at the Masters, and I didn't quite see that one. I get it. Sixth of the players. That looked really, really nice. I think everybody kind of associated him uh, with decent finish there and just kind of rapid-fired him in at that adjusted number. But now he's sitting at 8,600 coming off of last week where the Masters didn't really see a heck of a lot to, to kind of be down on him there, T16. But my deal is that he could get steamed up hard. Like, he's already at 23.1% ownership. That's the second highest owned player next to Scheffler. And if you like Scheffler and you like Cantley and you like Lowry, and I love Lowry this week, and you like Rom, it's a lot of ownership to be throwing into your lineup. So I think if I had to be fading anybody out of this top end, it makes me grow it makes me sick to say it. But I gotta go to Sung JM as the fade, and that's because Matt Fitzpatrick with his negative leverage, I am very excited for him on this golf course. Like, if you were to develop a golf course in a lab for Matt Fitzpatrick, especially, I know he's been doing his speed training and we saw him at the country club last year win a US Open where the distance was definitely more prominent than we had saw before, but I'm looking for long iron play. I'm looking for distance being neutralized. I'm looking for the ability to spike with a putter, having smaller greens. Matt Fitzpatrick checks every box across the board for me. So in terms of negative leverage, I'm gonna be on him, but Max Homa, I am not. And this is, this is a dude that I think I've been talking about more than the average bear. Somebody that I think could be among the, amongst the world's elites. A uh, way that I think people are starting to come around to that idea for sure. But he's had a lot more success. I know he's won the Wells Fargo once upon a time, but he's had a lot more success in California, in Arizona, in the Southeast. And the South, or sorry, the Southwest. The Southeast has not been as kind to Max Homa. And another lackluster showing at the Masters. I don't think he's getting tired. I, don't, I think that'd be terrible analysis to give you, but at 19.3% ownership, I think he's going to have to be getting X-Slade off of my card. And Matt Kuchar, I get it. He started to spike the irons randomly at times and getting back to his old ways. Uh, RBC guy, I believe, as well. So, sponsor narrative, cool stuff. But Matt Kuchar, I'm going to be off of as well. I think this is just a little bit too much ownership, even at 13%, when you're talking about an 8.1% optimal percentage. I think our tools do a great job of encapsulating him and Ricky Fowler. I'm going to be looking for pivots kind of on the lower end. Happy to be playing some of the elite players who are a little bit chalkier, uh, whether it's yeah, Cantley, I didn't really talk about. He's just all around solid, even though... Ugh masters that was tough to cheer for jordan spieth wild to see that you know the former winner is the guy who's extremely negatively leveraged there but i strongly prefer colin morikawa over any of these other three ramen scheffler hard to make a case against them ever on any golf course on earth i don't care if it's a par three course but victor hovland as well going to be fitting into the builds rounding out the negative leverage discussion jt poston breaks my heart breaks my heart that everybody's there but three top tens for him in the past on this golf course uh, Hilton Head fits his skill set. Russell Henley kind of fits his skill set too. But I'm going to be looking more at Fitzpatrick. I'm happy for a little bit of JT Poston. But this is where I, I'm... Yikes. Justin Thomas is sub 9K. 
Justin Thomas is sub 9K. Putter's broken. He got a bad weather draw. Lots of things that happened at the Masters for him, and we don't have all of the strokes, uh, strokes gained data. There we go. That's what I was trying to say from there. But happy to uh, just kind of say, Justin Thomas, show me something. And you're going to want to be early to the party at some point, but I think he's going to end up pretty popular at 8,900. Happy to be going other places. And that is wild to say as a Justin Thomas stand in days of your uh, PGA Championship was a fun week for me last year. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of does it for me here. Talking through the top golfers tool. A lot of these things are going to change, but to recap, optimal. John Rom, Scheffler, Cantley, Morikawa, Fitzpatrick. Shouldn't surprise anybody to see these names at the top end. Max Homa, seventh. Ooh, it's going to be a scary fade for me this week, but uh, it must be done. You can't play everybody, especially in these strong fields. Tom Kim, I'm curious to see where his ownership lands to at 8,500. Thank you for 400 less than JT. Currently pulling less ownership. I think uh, that might be the path that I take. But yeah, positively leveraged. Good to see Aaron Rye, my guy. Emiliano Grio has had a decent course history here as well, throwing his name out into the atmosphere. Taylor Pendrith showing some stuff uh, time to time. But Sepp Straka, really going to be a target for me. And Colin Morikawa, love to see him as the most positively leveraged golfer here. I'm going to have tons of him this week. So looking forward to that. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. As we jump over here, I don't have a whole lot to add here in Fantasy Cruncher for this week. Uh, I think just in terms of randomness, talking maybe about normal distribution randomness compared to classic randomness, I think people have been freaked out a little bit when they've seen the amount of uh, randomness that I've thrown in. But you should watch some of the tutorials Alex Baker has here at Stochastic as he's working through some of it. I'm more than happy to just boost crazy amounts of randomness when you're using normal distribution. If you're going to classic, I mean... I'd be looking more in that direction but normal distribution i'm happy to be ramping up all the randomness and all the land one thing that i'm bummed about last week is i pretty much eliminated everybody sub 6300 that eliminated bennett uh from any opportunity to get into my lineups but it's going to happen again here this is a stronger field event jim furick i thought about I really thought about Jim Furyk here for a second, but I ended up eliminating everybody here. So uh, in terms of the randomness, just kind of looking at what happens when you crunch out a number of different lineups with the different types of randomness, you can kind of see the allocation. Again, I'm just going straight off of stochastic projections. I'll just change it to that for comparison's sake. But you're going to see a pretty spread out 95 player type base when you go to more randomness now i can start tweaking things i know there's a lot of top players uh forsaken hi jesse if you're watching uh that definitely like to cap certain players or like to put minimum exposures in fantasy cruncher you don't have that opportunity and i'm okay with it for a number of reasons part of it is that you can kind of get exposure to players and boost them or it's eight percent the thumbs down adjustment is going to take 8% more or less for their projection, depending on if you give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. So as I give John Rahm a thumbs up, if I were to have no randomness on, this number gets boosted by 8%, so approximately 7. Um, you're looking at Scotty Scheffler, same thing. So lots of opportunities to get different exposures, but 44% classic randomness. The main thing that's going to happen is that that, that normal distribution randomness is going to spread it out thin it out 95 players used here just 70 players used so be very aware if you have fantasy cruncher pro i bet you kind of know what you're doing for the most part and 
when you're gonna boost certain things here, because again, I'll put 44% for normal distribution randomness, you can now see the huge difference between this 100 lineup sample. 69% players used. I'm getting very large chunks of each specific player. So this is 44%. I, don't, I, I like the number four. I was just kind of throwing it in there for comparison's sake. Um, I, I like to go to the normal distribution randomness here. Now 30%, I might want to get a little bit more, but this is kind of the allocation that I'm looking for if I'm building out lineups. I'm going to have tea time stacks just for the hell of it. Uh, looks like it's going to get rainy on Friday. I'm not going to do anything crazy with it, but may ha might have some four or five uh, from one tea time stack lineup just in case there's a weather delay, in case something happens where guys are able to come out and finish on Saturday. It's still Tuesday. I don't want to go crazy about the weather on a Tuesday first look show, but just be aware of that as you're starting to build out your lineups. I've talked through multiple processes where you can just take that round one, round two tea time. You can sort directly by this. You can have those groups in Fantasy Cruncher. And it's pretty easy. Create a new group. And you can sort it by the tea time. You can add every single player from that tea time from each draw. And you can kind of get yourself a, a sample where it, it just makes a lot of sense to be getting to to four or five players. I don't want to eliminate entire draws. I don't need to go six of six in any spots because then you might eliminate some, some really good players or players that you might be high on for the week that fit your course builds, fit the modeling of what you want, tactitioner base. Just throwing it out there. Lots of ways to skin a cat, and uh, I hate that analogy. I hate that analogy, but there you are. Wanted to throw that out for everybody. Min Woodley, come on. Let's get it back, my Min Woodley maybe this week. He's a bomber, but he's going to hit a lot of two irons and seems like the rest of his game can be all right. So we're going to go to the single entry build. I repeat, hit that like button for me. We're 20 minutes in. It's about, we're, we're on schedule here. Sometimes I go a little long. Sometimes I go a little short of that 20 minute number that I aim for, but started uh, started talking about it. Most positively leveraged golfer, Colin Morikawa, going to obviously be in my single entry build this week. That's not going to change. I think I'm looking at stacking him possibly with a Victor Hovland up top here. Kind of been going back and forth on if I want to go to Hovland, if I want to start with my boy Burns, Bermuda Burns. Feel pretty good about him as well. Didn't talk about him on the... Just assume that I'm going to have more Sam Burns than the field every single week, and this will go smoothly for everybody involved. And then Tom Kim. Talked about him as well. I'm going to see a ton of ownership. I... I Sung JM is going to be so popular. Matt Fitzpatrick, I feel very confident about clicking on his name. Gives us a little bit more balanced type build there, but I am going to force the Hovland and force the Fitzpatrick and see kind of where that leaves us. And uh, Maverick McNeely didn't talk about him. I like that we're seeing the health come back for him. 36th at the Valspar might not seem great by anybody means. Uh, T60 at the players doesn't seem great, but look at this. He had a month off. He got hurt at in his backyard uh, at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I call it his backyard. It's not actually his backyard, although he's from, he's a billionaire. His family's a bunch of billionaires, so like he could own Pebble Beach if he wanted to, I'm sure. But the Players' Championship, T60, getting better at the Valspar there. Another week of health. Uh, basically a whole month of health that he's now added to his template here. Maverick McNeely, really boom or bust option, but won't be putting him into my uh, single entry build because I have JT Postman. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Uh, I think he fits this golf course really, really well. And I get these are three chalkier options underneath Morikawa, but this is where I can get off the board and find ways to get very, very different. Tom Hoagie. Doesn't seem like he would be fitting, you know, a lot of these builds, but Tom Hoagie, 
I don't know where his ownership's going to come in yet. It's It's been drastically different uh, projections across the industry right now. Looking for a little bit more of a consensus here. But Colin Morikawa is actually second in strokes gained approach amongst this field because Tom Hoagie is first. Just saying. Pretty surprising to see some of his results. He has been a guy that coming off of a miscut at the Masters maybe loses a little steam, like a Corey Connors, who also just played putrid at the Masters. But Players' Championship, that's a little bit more indicative of what we're seeing. He had that one phenomenal round, that third round, which went nuts for him. Look at this, 78, 62. I like when my golfers grind for me and huh, grind for millions of dollars at the Players' Championship. Oh, uh, that was good stuff. So I see the three missed cuts. But T14 at the Genesis, T3, when it's together, and it's a golf course that requires iron play, kind of like you've got at Riviera, kind of like what you have at Sawgrass. I really like Tom Hoagie. And again, I don't like Tom Hoagie when he's going to be popular. So there's that. And my last guy, I know Ben's not going to like it, but we saw Aaron Rye there. We saw Jaeger getting some ownership. But I'm going to click Emiliano Grio. He's had decent enough course history around this track. We've seen relevant form for the first time in a long time, but again, I'm just looking for a pure ball striker, kind of rounding out that type of a lineup. You could go to my boy, Woo Woo Woo, Brandon Woo as well. Kind of going back and forth. I might split my builds like a coward and have a, a exposure to a couple of different low 7K guys. But in terms of my core five, that is absolutely what I'm looking at doing for, um, for single entry. I get it's scary. I get it's very, very scary to be fading the rom scheffler combination but i think they're going to be exponentially more owned in a single entry type format so i'll take the balanced approach well balanced ish we we went pretty top heavy morikawa hovland but i think the back half of this field does have a chance at a golf course like harbor town where rom scheffler are not playing this thing one very often jordan speed did win it last year throwing it out there but uh i really really like these five i think they correlate really nicely for this golf course we'll see We'll see if this ends up coming to fruition. We'll find out soon. You'll let me know in the comment section below, won't you? But that does it for the PGA DFS first look. 25 minutes of glory. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell on the way out. Check out DraftKings Rainmakers Clean, your PGA Tour starter pack in the link below. That goes a long way for everybody involved, including yourself, where they have, let me just remind you, classic contests, core contests that you, yes, you can jump in just with that pack starter pack only and if you don't have the ability to to fill out a lineup with it you can go to marketplace you can totally just space out here if you would like but don't actually because that would suck for me in the youtube algorithm but going to profile and once you go to the burn and craft section yes burn and craft right here there's a drop down where you have access to switch out golfers. You can get Lucas Glover, Ches Reeve, or I think the best of the grouping, Taylor Pendrith. So you could redeem a player who's not playing this week and get one who is. Take advantage of those small things. People aren't doing as much of that on Rainmakers as what they should. But as I said, that does it for me. I'll get myself out of here. Until next week, best of luck in the PGA streets at Harbortown Golf Links.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com